There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. Got miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is putting in to my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. We're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. Hey, 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 coming down from the gallows and I don't have very And joined with me, as always, is Sabo. What's going on, Sabo? It's okay. I just uh, want to say, Freddie, I hope you're feeling better. Can't wait you get back. Well, I'd like Matt to. We are. <laughs> we are, obviously, without uh, one of our co-hosts, Fred. He is on our short-term IR. We hope to get him back soon. He's been having a little back issues, so hope he's feeling better. But... He's got lots of muscle relaxers and pain meds, so he is hopefully sleeping comfortably while he's resting up. We have been away a little while because we kind of all been in and out of the pup list slash IR. Sabo was hurt. He was in a walking boot. Uh, he was questionable and then, you know, doubtful, probable. But we got him back, so now it's me and Sabo while we're waiting on Fred to get back. Um, and then... Until he does, we will fill in and keep it rolling. So what we're going to have for you all today is, of course, the same kind of a rundown. We have some news, preview the top games, talk Steelers and Colts, of course, talk the major upcoming games that will be played tomorrow. And with it being, you know, about the halfway mark in the NFL and with us having to take some time off, I thought that we would also – take a few minutes and kind of discuss the playoff picture where it is now, AFC, NFC, who's in the hunt, kind of where it could shake up. And cause it, it really is surprising just how close everything is. Now, we'll get more into it later, but the, the difference between the one seed and the six seed in the AFC is just one game. So it, it really is kind of anyone's game right now, including some surprise teams. All right, so anything, anything else before we move on, bud? 
Yeah, before we get into this, uh, did you hear about them eating them potato chips, the video and everything? I did. I did. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the Steelers, yeah, that that was a good one. Hey, wait, here it you is. Know? Okay, wait a second. They're not that old. As, 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 enlight- as enlightening as that was for all of our listeners, I think if, if they really want to appreciate the whole thing, then Google or I think it's up on maybe on Val and Juju's either Snapchat and Instagram, but it was like Steelers do hot chip challenge or something. That, that it, it really yeah. is cool just seeing all the, all the guys in the locker room, you know, just seeing how close they are, the camaraderie. It's, it, it really, as, as a, you know, a big time Steelers fan, it's just fun to watch, you know, see how close they all are together. But all right, Two moving other, right along. Give me, give me one other. Oh, Um, Juju got his license. That seemed to be a big, big deal about the bike and everything. (laughs) But I lost mine. So, you lost your license? Yeah, no. I'm just, just joking. Um, I was. I thought it was a matter of time before that happened. Yeah, we're gonna have a moment of silence because my favorite actor died one year ago today. Know who that was? Robert Vaughn, the man from Uncle Napoleon Solo. Uh, he passed away last year. Um, his character, Napoleon Solo, I thought was better than James Bond. So if you can just say a little prayer for him. They're going to put up a memorial bench. He lives, I think, in Ridgefield, Connecticut. And the Soloholics, that's what they're called, all donated some money. And they're, they have a little bench up there with a plaque. So they're doing it. Uh, he passed away today. His birthday would have been the 22nd, which is Juju's birthday also, in JFK when he huh. you know, got shot. So they're going to do a little memorial uh, up there and everything. So just keep him in your prayers. Absolutely. That would be, that'd be really awesome to see. I hope I'm able to check it yeah. out one day. Uh, all right, moving right along. Let's start out with our news in the end. What makes a home? It's not four walls or a welcome mat. It's you and all the things inside, from pillows to candles to the dishes on the table. It's a marvelous mishmash you somehow weaved together that says, this is me, Pier One. This is me. Buy one pillow, get one for 50% off. Plus get other great everyday prices on favorites like candles and tableware. See stores or PierOne.com for details. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. NFL, probably one of the biggest of the week, if not the biggest, is also one of the most recent. Uh, Thursday night football, Cardinals and Seahawks. 
this was not really the NFL's best scenario for why we should have Thursday night football. I mean, it, it really seems like a lot of the players and the coaches aren't happy with it. And Richard Sherman rupturing his Achilles and, you know, going out for the year is not going to help the NFL's case on that matter. Seahawks now with missing another uh, member of the Legion of Boom. They've been without Earl Thomas. Now they're going to be without Richard Sherman for the year, which is a huge blow to that team that really relies on their secondary as great as Russell Wilson has been. They do still rely on that secondary to not only limit the team, but to get the ball back in the hands of Russell Wilson because Sherman is just a, a ball hawk. We, as a Steelers fan, we remember exactly what he did to Antonio Brown. He's one of the few that could actually really follow him and stay with him. So that's, that's a huge loss for them. We'll see how that plays out later on. Uh, a few more to I get had, through. Uh, the Lions. Oh, go ahead, bud. I had the uh, Steelers playing Seattle in the Super Bowl before this injury happened. So now that I think that really makes it. So now I'm going with Philadelphia. Steelers against Philadelphia in the Super Bowl, and we'll have a Pennsylvania Super Bowl. But, you know, Richard Sherman really hurts them. I mean, that'd be like us losing Hayden or, or Burns or something like that. And or even uh, Sean Davis and everything. I I think that really hurts them and everything. So now Philadelphia I, moves. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I mean, if, I'm sure a lot of the listeners remember when they lost Earl Thomas last year, just, just what yeah. that did to the team. So, I mean, if this is anything like that, and you would think so because of just, you know, how much their defense is focused around Thomas and Sherman and, you know, kind of their chemistry – what this is going to do is very interesting moving forward. Moving right along, got a few others to get to. Also injured in that Thursday night game, uh, Drew Stanton of the Cardinals sprained his knee. So they, they do kind of have that, that mini bye week since they played on Thursday. So they have, you know, an extra few days to get ready. But this could mean we see Blaine Gabbert starting for the first time for the Cardinals. A lot of people are kind of calling for that already because, he looks better in the preseason. He, he's, they, they think he gives you a little more. Definitely has a higher pedigree than Stanton. And really, if you're a Cardinal fan, what do you have to lose? Stanton's not going to get you to the playoffs. He, he might just keep you in the middle of the road just good enough to miss out on the top draft pick. Gabbard, you know, just at least see what you can do. He's, I mean, you assigned him for a reason. And it wasn't – I mean, you don't bring him in just to be a third-string quarterback. It, you must think he has some sort of potential in there. Uh, Matt, another big one, Mike Evans. Go ahead, Wood. Matt, you think Stanton's better than uh, Gabbard? Or I do not think, think Stanton is better than Gabbard, no. I, I like Stanton a little bit better. I don't know why. I, I think he's won some games. Um, I just think he's a little bit better. Uh, Jacksonville, I don't think would have got uh, – I just think Stanton was a little bit better and everything. But it's going to be nice having him as the – that's not a bad backup uh, quarterback to go with uh, Gabbard. Right. No, I, I I watched a lot of that Thursday night game, and, and Stan was just missing receivers. I mean, guys who, who were open on go routes, he was overthrowing. He was, he was missing guys by 10-plus yards. Uh, it, so I really think that offense could just use a little injection, and, and sometimes a QB change can really just make a difference. Sometimes it doesn't, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens moving forward. Uh, like I was saying before, Mike Evans suspended 
of course, after tackling Marshawn Lattimore in the Saints-Bucks game, just a bad look for the Bucks offense as a whole. Jameis Winston poking Lattimore in the back of the head. Uh, Lattimore rightfully, in my opinion, giving him a little shove off. And then Evans comes out of nowhere and just blindsides him and tackles him. So Evans suspended this whole Bucks team that this was supposed to be their breakout year is just kind of floundering right now. It's you, you got to wonder. A lot of people aren't happy with Winston, aren't happy with his play, don't know if he's – I mean, this is, these are people I know, don't know if they want him for the future. It's This was really supposed to be the Bucks' year, and it, it just hasn't turned out that way. Really, really a disappointing season so far for the Buccaneers. Give me one a, second. So, Let me absolutely. talk about the Mike Evans' suspension I thought was crazy. I, I know it was the only one that was um, – wasn't a penalty. I guess that's why he suspended him. It was then eight a green and uh, Ramsey should have got suspended too. I mean, it was a crazy week. With some of the things, and the only one he gets suspended is Evans. I believe that the difference in in this case is because Green was not Green and uh, Ramsey were not were ejected from the game. Evans was left to play in the entire game, so. He never missed any game time for that. I think if he was ejected, he wouldn't be suspended. Yeah. That's just kind of the way I saw it. And but I think Green and I know they got thrown out of the game, but you know Ramsey. Ramsey both. shouldn't have even been thrown out. Period. Ramsey yeah. just got thrown to the ground and then punched in the face and got ejected for it, which well, Green is was rough, my, uh, on my fantasy. And he only played what a half um, half a game and everything like that, and that killed me in the points. I lost by one point and everything just because he. Oh yeah, and he, yeah, one catch for six yards. I mean, that, that, that Ramsey guy really, really comes along. Uh, moving along, so we got to get through these news. Uh, Eagles extend Timmy Jernigan to a four-year, with forty-eight million dollar contract, big contract for the former Raven. He has really helped shore up that. Eagles line, and they're rewarding him for that. Him paired with Fletcher Cox is a, is a big time duo. It's 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 kind of scary when you see what they're doing out there. I mean, they're just hard to run on. They're getting pressure. You know, so good for Timmy Jernigan. Glad he is no longer with the Ravens. Yeah. Something you want to touch on? Just a just a right, just a bit because I know it's been talked about so much, and a lot of fans are sick of it. The Ezekiel Elliott suspension is back on. He has been suspended, unsuspended, suspended, unsuspended, suspended, unsuspended, and now suspended again. So I think everyone is just kind of sick of it. Just just let it happen or don't let it happen. I know for me, as someone who has him in fantasy, this has absolutely ruined it. I traded for him a few weeks ago, and at that point, he would have done six games like he was supposed to. I would have had him back to the playoffs. Now he's going to miss the entire thing, and it's it's just brutal. So Cowboys at this point, just let it happen because fight anymore, and he's going to miss out on actual NFL playoff games if they're lucky enough to make it that far. So this whole saga has just been a, another bad look for the NFL, which really doesn't need it right now, in my opinion. No, do you know who I picked up? Because Elliot, just like we were just talking about, was my fantasy running back number one. You know who I picked up to take his place? Morris? No, the judge in the ruling. The judge that came down the ruling. <laughs> he was my flex player. 
There's no one out there. Why right not? now, you're, you're half the season. Who's left? Someone picks up, like you said, Morris right before we're ready. You know, if you're in first place, you get the last. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting off. <laughs> it's all good. I, th- I think a lot of our listeners have, you know, kind of the frustration of this ordeal with Zeke, especially the impact in fantasy, too, and just being a fan of the sport. It, it is tiresome, to say the least. A uh, couple more things to get to before we start talking. Games is... Did you do Bennett? Uh, of course. This is something... No, that's, that's what I was just about to do. Martellus Bennett cut by the Packers, the former Bears and Packers tight end, uh, is now claimed by the Patriots. He was he has said earlier in the season that he was fairly certain this was going to be his last year. There seems to be, you know, a little debate over if he kind of disclosed all of his injury information to the team. They cut him. Patriots picked him up. So this could kind of help them have more of what they did last year if he can get healthy because that was his problem last year too because that Dwayne Allen experiment up in – New England has really not panned out for them so far. So, I mean, more good news for the Patriots. Get a really good tight end to pair with your already other two really good tight ends. What do they do this every year? They pick up someone two years ago who was blunt from us. Then yep. last year, that Michael Floyd. I don't know, something. All of a sudden, he's not good enough to play for Green Bay. He's injured. He goes in his shoulder, da da da. Goes to New England. Oh, he's fine. We checked him out. Everything's okay. Something's you you got to wonder if this, if yep. this is sort maybe a little a little mercy by the Packers. If if Rodgers was was healthy, I don't think they would have cut him. But if they know that this is going to be his last year, let him go. You know, let him go. See if he wants to play somewhere else. You're. I, and as a player in that locker room, I don't know how I would feel about that if this is the team kind of just saying, all right, you know, we'll give him a shot to play somewhere else. But, you know, this is all speculation on my point. Don't want to spend too much time on that. And the Say last want, bit of news. And Matt, I'm going to give the number because yeah. I want people to call in. 347-850-8581. You can call. That's 347 347- Eight five zero eighty five eighty one. If you want to talk to us, you can talk to Matt first. I'll just stay in the background. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. I appreciate Probably that. You want to talk to Matt more than me? I mean, that I, you, you can't really blame him for that, can you? I'm, I'm a fairly interesting <laughs> person. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is what happens when we take a few weeks off. Completely forget to give out the guest phone number. But I appreciate you doing that, Sabo. Last bit of news, extremely relevant for Steelers fans. Uh, Colts cut wide uh, wide receiver. Colts cut cornerback Vontae Davis. This is a guy who's been their number one cornerback for some time. He's cut with a injury. He's apparently going to have groin surgery. He's going to be done for the year. They're not happy with, you know, him not disclosing some information. Vontae Davis isn't happy with how it was handled calling it a bad look for the team. It, it just seems like a mess for a team that, you know, really already has its fair share of bad, you know, PR and everything with everything that's going on with luck. But no Vontae Davis is good news for the Steelers, who will now have Antonio Brown going up against Pierre Desir. 
Some of you might remember him from back in the draft. I think he went to the Browns before. But, it, I mean, this this should be – there's no reason that this, this team shouldn't get torched. No Malik Hooker, no Vontae Davis. It, it is a banged-up secondary. If anyone calls in through our 347-850-8581 and wants to take the Colts beating us, I'll pay for a steak dinner in Indianapolis at St. Elmo's, which is the greatest steak place in the United States, I think, and everything. So I'll, if anyone wants to take it, I'll take a shot. You'll get a steak dinner off me. If not, you buy me a steak dinner because I'll probably be up there for the combine, unless you're up there now, you know, to watch the game and everything like that and listen to are you Are you including airfare and hotel in this deal? No, 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 no. Just the steak. <laughs> Just making sure. Because yeah, if I'll not, I think I'd have to get a, get, get a different phone and call in on that God. one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's kind of it for us in the news. Let's, well, how about you know, the Skycam? Talk about the Skycam. We can. I was going to do that when we get into the, the Steelers and the Colts. But we can talk about that real quick. For anyone who watched that super foggy game between the Falcons and the Patriots, uh, even, even just the highlights of it, if you've seen it, you probably noticed that the camera angle was different. It looked more looked more like you were playing Madden. You were behind the quarterback. It, it pretty much was the Madden screen instead of viewing from you know above or the sideline or anything like that. That's called the sky cam. It's something that the NFL has apparently been testing out, trying out, and for the first time, they're going to use that as the main camera angle for Titans and Steelers on Thursday night football coming up. So it'll it'll look a little bit different, but I think it gives a, a cooler perspective. It should allow you to see a little bit more of what's going on in the secondary. And for me, that's always a good thing because when you kind of have it on the regular view, you kind of have to pick, okay, I'm going to watch you know, the pass rush. I'm going to watch the quarterback. I mean, you, you can't see what's going on more than five or six yards down the field. So that, that's something that I'm excited about to see for more. I it, saw a, something, um, something new. A Steeler um, um, tape, the coaches tape one time, and I thought that was is, is what we're going to see in that sky cam because you're up above and everything like that. It's going to take you a little while to get used to that and everything. Because the first time I seen it, I'm a regular, you know, whatever camera angle they give me is what I go with and everything. But it's, it's going to take uh, the Steeler fans a little bit, you know, to get used to that and everything. And what's next on this? We're going to get neon footballs and. Do you remember? <laughs> so if you're old enough, do you remember the hockey uh, when they had the hockey puck in? Was it Fox? I think Fox had the hockey puck. And when you'd shoot it, it would make like a streaming stroke, like you'd see the yellow, so you could see the puck better. Do you remember that at all, or are you too young? I do. I, I know they do that on like highlights sometimes, but yeah. So you I, could I, see I never saw puck. it actually in game. Well, let's do it with the football too. When the football is in the air and everything, do that and everything. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. This I mean, guy, the camera guys even make... sometimes lose the ball. Yeah, this guy cam's going to take. It's going to take you, I say, at least an offense in the defense series before you get, you know, say, wow, this is really nice and everything. I mean, Freddie could see it right away. 
Freddie would love this to see this. Yeah, for sure, and I'm sure he'll be watching. All right, enough of that. Let's get right on into football. Before we jump into the games, again, we're going to start with is, of course, Steve's Colts. But before we do that, like I said a little bit earlier, we're just going to take a couple minutes here and talk about the NFL playoff picture as it stands right now. We'll go conference by conference. So we'll start off with the AFC. As it stands right now, it, and it really is – it's interesting – you know, for me at least, and for any you know diehard NFL fans, I think they'll uh, enjoy this too. The the Steelers are the first seed at six and two. The Patriots second seed also six and two. Chiefs third seed at six and three. Titans fourth at five and three. Jags fifth at five and three, and six Bills at five and three. Outside of that, there's really only four other teams I think that are that are contending. You got the Dolphins at four and four. Ravens at four and five, Raiders at four and five, and Jets at four and five. The, the teams that are left out, you know, Texans, Bengals, Chargers, Broncos, Colts, Browns. You, you got to think that they're just out. Although I'd like to see the Chargers go on a run. They've got a hard schedule and a you know tricky division. I, I don't see it happening. So it really is, in my opinion, a ten-team race. And say, but just want to get your opinion. Where do you think? You know, what do you think of this picture right now? How do you think it could shake up? Is this how it's going to stay? If not, who's in and who's out for you in the AFC? Okay. Here's, we have to remember when the big game for us, and that's all we've been talking about for since we lost to New England last year, the big game when we play the Patriots and everything. Here's what I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I think the Steelers are going to keep the number one seed all the way through. I do not think New England's going to get the two seed because I honestly believe the Steelers are going to beat them. Here's one of the reasons, okay? The New England Patriots will be on the road when they come in and play at here, the Steelers, three weeks in a row, okay? That team that's on the road three weeks in a row has a – high 70% chance of losing the game, okay? Just on that, okay? Here's the other thing. They're just going to play on Monday night, okay? That is a six-day turnaround between games. That's going to make it even worse. That's my lock of the year, Pittsburgh beating, finally beating New England, and that will give them the number one seed. Who I'm worried about is Jacksonville, just because Jacksonville did beat us, so they have the tiebreaker in there. But I don't think Jacksonville – Jacksonville defense is great. I do not think they'll be able to score. So I don't know who's going to get the second seed. It's going to be between New England and Jacksonville. The game I'm a little bit worried about, and we're going to play, I think, the best quarterback that we're going to see, the Steelers, other than Brady is going to be next Thursday with Tennessee and Marcus Mariota. I think he's the best quarterback we're going to face. Stafford was good. I think it's Brady, Stafford, then him. That's, if we beat them, honestly, I can see us running the table. And even if we only lose one game by a fluke, maybe another Chicago, maybe a Jacksonville, maybe something like that. I don't know what game that's going to be and everything. 
So there's four teams. Who else do we have? Uh, can you go over them real quick with me? Sure. We got, go uh, we covered this. We got Steelers yeah, one. We got Patriots two. We got we talked Jags a little bit. Uh, Titans and Bills are in the picture also with the Raven, Ravens and Dolphins, Raiders outside of the Cairns. I'd go with probably because we're thinking the Steelers are going to beat New England. So I might have Kansas City as the two seed, New England as the three, Jacksonville as the four. Buffalo's not that bad. Um, what do you think? Buffalo you think is Ken- Yeah, you think Tennessee gets in? Yeah. Yeah, so pretty much you're thinking, uh, I'm kind of with you on this, that as it stands right now, the, the the seeding may shake up, but the six teams who are in it right now, Steelers, Pats, Chiefs, Titans, Jags, Bills, I think that's going to be your AFC playoff picture. Where everybody shakes up in that, I don't know. Obviously, if I did, I would I would not be doing that. I'd be, you know, rolling in cash somewhere, probably in Vegas, laying down a few more numbers. But it's going to be interesting to see because, like I said, it, there's a one-game difference between the sixth seed and the first seed right now. So one of these teams that we think should win a game loses. One of these teams we think should lose wins, and the whole thing shakes up. So it, it's going to be really interesting. And it's I think once we get to you know January, there's going to be some really good football being played because there are, you know, a lot of teams with losing records in the AFC right now. Only six have winning records. Uh, seven don't have losing records, but the Dolphins at four and four. So it's it's kind of a jumbled mess right now, but it'll be interesting to see. Let's move on and flip it to the NFC. Sabo, if you don't mind, let, let's start with just going through as it stands right now. We've got the Eagles at one, of course, with eight and one records. Crazy. I had, I had to double check it when I was writing this down. Eagles at eight and one, best uh, record in the NFL. Saints at two, six and two. Vikings at three, six and two. Uh, Rams at four with six and two. Seahawks at five, at six and three. And Panthers at six with six and three. And again, you'll kind of notice that apart from the Eagles, which is the outlier there, and you got to think they'll come down to earth at some point, but you know maybe not. Who knows? Well, I'm reading this off. Saints six and two, six and two, six and two, six and two, and then the last seed six and three. So there's a the half game difference there. You know, the, everything really is close. Outside looking in, it's a little bit closer. And the NFC, you got Cowboys at seven, five and three. Falcons, Lions, and Redskins are all four and four. So it's a lot closer at uh, in the hunt for the NFC. So say about have, you, you kind of think that this one's going to stay the same way, or do you, do you think that the Cowboys, Falcons, Lions, Redskins, any of those guys are going to bounce someone out of the NFC? Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event. 
even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Eagles, like when we started the the podcast, I thought the Eagles are going to play the Steelers. At first, I thought Seattle, but then the injury, uh, the cornerback and everything. So I got the Eagles, the Vikings. And you know who's the surprise team to me is the Rams and everything. Yeah, so I'm going to have Rams, Rams three, and then – Panthers or Seattle? Ooh, that's a tough. Uh, I'll probably go Panth just because they lose Sherman. I'm going to drop Seattle down one. And is Atlanta going to go from almost winning the Super Bowl or should have won the Super Bowl to not getting in? So that's my 16. I'm going to go Atlanta squeaking in at six over the Cowboys. So that's what I have. I, I I agree the Rams are surprised up to this point, but just in watching them, I think that in the second half of the season, they're going to come back down to earth in a hard way. Yes, Goff is playing better, but if you just look at the tape, he he's playing better in a way. Because, I mean, yes, he's making some good throws, but he they're kind of scheming a lot of receivers open. He, he is making – throws that are college open, 10 to 15 yards wide open. And the schedule kind of gets a little trickier for them in the second half. you got the Vikings, you got the Saints, you have the Eagles, you have the Seahawks, you have the Titans. All of those games, you can make a case for them to lose. The only two where, you know, they should take care of, the only one, the only two they should take care of business is this week against the Texans, the Cardinals, and then finish out against the 49ers. But, you know, those games, I think, you know, they could absolutely lose. And as teams get more tape on them, they see how McVay and this offense is kind of scheming things. Just like with a new quarterback, they often can succeed very early on because there's no tape on them. Defenses don't know how to adjust. But I think you're going to see that happen with the Rams. I could be absolutely wrong, but I think we've seen it before, and that's just kind of my thoughts on this. I think the Eagles, Saints, Vikings are in. I would love for the Redskins to get in because so many of my friends are Redskins fans. But, uh, I mean, you know they would have to make it as a wild card, and they're just in a in a fight with the Cowboys. So, oh, it's tricky. I think it stands as is. I'm going to bounce the Rams out, put the Falcons in, and bounce the Panthers out and put the Redskins in. Okay. That's just what I think it's going to go right now. You have the Saints in. I have the Saints in, yeah. Saints are 6-2. and two. We're going to talk about them in just a second here. They, Everyone, you know, the sky's falling. They're 0-2. Why do we trap Breeze in this team? The defense is horrible. And then you win six straight, and you're arguably the hottest team in the NFL right now. They're playing some good football. I definitely have them in. All right, Sebo, with any uh, other thoughts on that, if not, we're going to jump right into and preview this week's top games, starting with Steelers and Colts. 
Sure. All right, but Steelers travel to Indianapolis. Steelers sitting at six and two, as we discussed. They're going into Indianapolis, who are three and six. This is a one o'clock game. The Steelers are on a three-game win streak coming off the bye. They have a lot of momentum going on in their favor. The Colts do not. This is you know two very different teams as far as you know health. Steelers have been an extremely lucky. Yes, Marcus Gilbert has been banged up. Yes, Stephon Tua has been banged up. But no one's on IR. We, we, we took Sutton off of IR. We, like, we're getting players healthier. I mean, if you look at the injury report this week, everyone is good to go except for James Harrison, who hasn't been playing much anyways. The Colts, on the other hand, are just, you know, everyone's hurt. It starts and ends with Andrew Luck, of course. But, you know, offensive line has been banged up. But T.Y. Hilton's popping up on the injury report. you got Malik Hooker out. you got Novante Davis now. It's, it is very different. What I, what I read, what I found really interesting, I don't know if you saw this also, but there are no starters left from game one of the 2016 um, season on defense for the Colts. Anyone who started that game is not going to start this game. So you talk about how much continuity and communication is key for a defense. We hear the Steelers players talk about it all the time, communicate, communicate. They're, I mean, it, it kind of tells you why these Colts are giving up so much big plays because, they're, you know, you're just trying to make everything fit, just throwing guys in there. So it, there is no reason for the Steelers to lose this game. I, I think that's why you confidently put down a steak dinner on that. But that, even with... Mike Tomlin's one big bugaboo has been they lose against bad teams on the road. We saw it with the Bears. We saw it even though the Jaguars have proved to be a better team. It was a team that, you know, when the Steelers are favored by 10-plus points, they have dropped some games. So, going to get your thoughts on this one, and then we have a caller, so we're going to get to them also. But thoughts on this one, and give me your predictions, Eva. Uh Steelers finally will get their 30 points. Uh, Steelers this year, I think, are are they 4-1 on the road? They've only lost one. My mind's going. But in the last 18 games, they're 15-3. There's only one team better in them in that 18-game period. We know that is New England. I was doing a stat rundown on Martavius Bryant by touchdowns, receptions, um, yards uh, per catch and everything. And I averaged out everything. And he came out, you have 64 starters, okay, in your slot guy. So 64 and 32 is, well, no, no, 62, 32, 64. Help me, 96. There's 96 players, wide receivers. He's averaging out to the 76th best wide receiver out of there. That's a wide receiver three, not a wide receiver two. I know he missed a game. That makes, you know, a little bit difference. But I'm saying even with missing that one game, he'd be in the cusp of being the worst wide receiver two. Um, I don't think the Steeler defense is allowed a a touchdown in like six quarters. It's something crazy and everything. Steelers next. Yeah, they've been playing. Games are going to be on at home after this. 
and everything. Now, I'm trying to think, who wants Hightower over Vince Williams now? Not too many people. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that is a great yeah. point. We're going we're gonna to yeah. touch on them a little bit more. I do want to get to our caller real quick. Uh, 732-266, you are on the air. Who we got here, where you're from, and what you want to talk about. Gentlemen, good evening. Vito Manko from New Jersey. How are you? Hi, Vito. How's it going, Vito? How are you? I'm doing well. Question for you. Well, two questions. What's your game plan for tomorrow going in there? Because, you know, the one thing is we don't want to take these guys lightly, even though they're 3-16. and 16. Would you still have a balanced attack? I definitely think, you know, run the ball, pass, you know, a little bit of everything. What do you guys think about that? And prediction for the next eight games. Uh, I see them going five and three. What do you guys think? I'll, I'll take this one first. Vito, we appreciate the call, actually. Vito is a Hall of Fame caller. He calls in the, a lot of the Behind the Steel Curtain podcast. It's always great when we can we can have you on. The It's a good thing you brought this up because I wanted to touch on this. The game plan going into Indianapolis, I mean, Everyone's been talking about it. You're running Le'Veon Bell into the ground. That's the worry. You're giving him 30-plus touches every game. And here's the thing. You're going to play two games within four days. I'm not confident that you can give Le'Veon Bell 30-plus touches Sunday, 30-plus touches Thursday, and then have that try and continue and get on the playoff streak. I think if that does happen, he's going to get hurt. So I think the game plan is, at least if it was me, I would either option A, try and, you know, let Ben sling it. You know, you, you, they got a banged-up secondary. They're giving up all these deep plays. You got Juju. You got AB. You got Bryant. Let that happen. Or option B, use James Conner a little more. Give him more than one or two touches. I know he hasn't been great in pass protection, but if you can get that lead early, then you can run it with James Conner. Just kind of run that clock out a little bit. If you're up, you know, three scores, it doesn't have to be the Le'Veon Bell show. You, this game doesn't have to be put on his shoulders. So that that's kind of what I would do because I'm, I'm fearful of him getting injured in these, you know, next four days coming up. As to your second question before I toss it to Sabo, I see them going, uh, you said five and three. I think they're going to go seven and one. I think they're going to finish out the season at 13 and three. That one game, to me, it could be the New England game that they lose, or it could be uh, one of the last two games if they take care of business and they're resting their starters. That's the way. I, that's the way I see it. Uh, Sabo, I want to get your your thoughts on this? Absolutely. I agree with you almost one hundred percent. You got to get the lead early. Take some uh, bell out of the game. Get Connor some more touches. Uh, do this. Uh, pitch the ball out to him. I don't care. But maybe the first play, go deep to Bryant, see what he has left, maybe Juju, something like that. Get the lead early. Make Indianapolis quit. Knock them out early. Get the lead. Get your 30 points. Get 21 points real fast on them. Get up to 30. Maybe it's 30 nothing, and then just coast the rest of the way and everything to make it, make it a little bit easier for them. Just like you say, we've got to come back Thursday. And everything. Get the lead early, pound them, take Bell out, put Connor in, put Watson in on third down, something like that. But Vito, what are your three games? I'm looking. Okay, we got the Titans. You have them losing to the Titans? 
I think that's a tough game for them because they're on yeah. short rest. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think if they I go think, all out I, in this, I mean, do you guys, yeah. do you guys see them going? Do you guys see them really getting all those points early in this game? I mean, I'm still, I'm still not convinced that this offense is good as we think they are because look, they said Ben looked sharp in practice this week and he's rested. Um, I guess my only concern is that at times in certain games you've seen the guy not look off defenders and seem like he's confused on what's being thrown out of him. And I'm just surprised that that would happen with a veteran guy. I mean, look, if the team we're playing is as bad as everybody makes it and it should really be a cakewalk, the one thing they don't want to do is go in there and think that. They have to think that this team is, has positives and this team is a good team too because if they look down on them, then what happens is you get that, you know, this is going to be easy, and then all of a sudden the game plan goes backwards. But you also got to remember, what is Todd Haley going to do? Because, you know, there's times he calls great games, and there's times where we're in the red zone, and I'm saying, what the hell is he doing? With all the talent we have, sure. why are we having so much trouble scoring touchdowns? Why aren't we using Bryant more in, in that area? Why? He's a tall guy. Why aren't we using Jesse James or Vance McDonald more in that area? These are tall guys. Let's use these guys to our advantage, and we're not doing that. I don't know why that is. So I'm I agree. Sure those are concerns, gonna, right? That they touched on during the buy, I would hope. Yeah, 100. percent They're going to use Vance McDonald. I think they're going to. I forgot him. They're going to probably try to get him uh, deep and everything. We got to remember, Ben talks. You know, if the play isn't the right play, and Haley, to me, after he comes out of a timeout, is always going to do some stupid play. He thinks, you know, I'm not going to run it now because we're at the five. He's going to do something. Then, Ben, you say you're the smart quarterback. You're above, you know, above his neck. This is the best he's been thinking and everything. Then call an audible. You're the quarterback. You run the team then. Don't blame him. Oh, it's their game plan and everything like that. You can't do that anymore. Ben doesn't. Ben is not the Ben that we remember. Ben has been injured. Look at the way he's been throwing. He has a bad leg now that's not 100% his knee and everything. Look at some of the throws he does. He's not getting a lot off his, but they're keeping him clean. This is crazy because Ben is not a great quarterback when he sits in the pocket. Ben's better when he gets nailed, moves out, and throws the ball. I mean, he's just not the Ben that we remember and everything like this. I don't want to say this. But Ben is a little bit better right now than Peyton at the end, or maybe Elway when he won the Super Bowl. Elway had the great running back in Davis. Ben has Bell now and everything. I think that's what he's become, but I think he might have to win one game where he is Ben. And you want to give me your other three games you think they could lose? Bengals could be an upset. You never, you never know Bengals could be one of those upsets, right? Can they go yeah. in there and Cincinnati takes them out? It could happen, right? Yeah. Sure. Um, I I think I think we should win this game. I mean, I'd be shocked if we didn't. I really would be shocked if we lost this game because the team doesn't have a great secondary right now from what I'm understanding, which means that you should be able to pass the ball on them. But then again, do you want to see them throw the ball 30, 40 times? I think 30, 35 tops would be, you know, what I would throw. I don't think we should go out there and throw it 40, 50 times. No. But, you know, there's definitely weaknesses in their defense. We know that. I mean, I know they have one good guy that's a really good pass rusher. 
I don't think their offensive line, from my understanding, is that good at protecting uh, their quarterback. So he's the type of guy that we should be able to, you know, get to. But he has a good arm, so he can make plays down the field. And I think, from what I'm reading, is this guy uh, Mon- Moncrief, their uh, receiver, has done well against right. us in the past. But if this game got into a shootout, I'd be shocked if we couldn't keep up with them. I, I really would. Because with yep. all the damn talent we have, come on. How is Hilton? Be... Yeah. <laughs> well, Matt, Hilton when... right now uh, is actually, questionable, and... right? We won't know till tomorrow. Yep. Matt, right. Hilton, Hilton, Hilton is, is questionable. And uh, we do appreciate the call. I'm going to let you go, buddy, because we do have to have to move on. The one last yeah. thing I'm, I'll, I'll say on this one is, cause I know you've been saying a word because they can put up those 30 points, but just looking back at the games, they, they – Moving the ball in between the 20s has not been the problem. I think the red zone obviously has been. They're getting there a lot, but they're settling for field goals. So if they have worked on some of that during the bye, if Ben is looking better, if, you know, he's got a little better communication with Bryant, with McDonald, with Juju, you know, that could really set them up going forward because they're, they're moving the ball up and down. But where those kind of, you know, bad tendencies have been, and where the miscommunications with having new pieces really show up is in the red zone. So if that's something that they worked out during the bye, then I think they're going to be all right. But we appreciate the call, man, and we hope to hear from you again next week. Thanks, Peter. Thank all right, Sabo. So that should pretty much cover it for the uh, Steelers and the Colts. We're going to move on. The one I think he did have a great point there when you were comparing Ben. The one guy I was going to compare him to when we talk a little bit later on and I know we're going to get, you know, some people angry for this, but tell me if there's a huge difference right now between Ben Roethlisberger and Blake Bortles. I, I think they are they are playing very similar football. I think they have very similar jobs. You have a good defense. Hand the ball off. Let your running back do the work. Do not mess it up. Be a game manager. Ben called himself a point guard earlier in the week. That's just a fancy word for game manager. That's exactly what the Jaguars are having Blake Bortles do. If you gave Bortles Brown and Bell and, you know, the O-line everything, I, I mean, they're very, very, very similar. The reason why um, the Jags blew out the Steelers is they, they played the game the Steelers were supposed to play. They ran the ball. They didn't have Bortles throw it a bunch of times. They, you know, kept Bortles clean. They didn't have him throw in picks. And the defense played great. That's how – that's the Steelers' formula. They're running the exact same formula – and so that was just my comparison for him. But all right, let's move right along into possibly the game of the week, which is oh no, well, let's do let's do Saints Bills first. I know you want to talk Pats and Broncos. But let's do Saints Bills first. Um, okay. So Saints uh, six six and two. They're on a six game winning streak going into Buffalo to take on the five and three Bills. Both these teams right now, as you know, are in that playoff picture. The Bills coming off a loss to the Jets. Saints, like I said before, have won six in a row. That this is one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. Since they let grow, let go of Adrian Peterson, the Saints have just been rolling. Their defense has stepped up big time. Ingram and Kamara, they're on pace together to combine for over 2,000 scrimmage yards. I mean, it's just a heck of a one-two punch they have back there. And I think a discussion to be had was if you did the NFL draft over again, would the Panthers rather have Alvin Kamara than Christian McCaffrey. He certainly produced more, 
whether you can say it's you know the offense or the scheme or the quarterback, what have you, but it's a very talented, talented running back. On on the flip side, you've got the Bills who have a good defense. The surprise has been on the other side. It's been on the offense. Tyrod Taylor has been playing very well. They go out and they acquire Kelvin Benjamin from the Panthers. This will be his debut to see if he can help them out some because their wide receivers just haven't really been doing it. They let go of Watkins. They let go of Woods. Zay Jones hasn't really been doing much at all. He's not catching balls thrown to him. So Kelvin Benjamin could give Tyrod Taylor the help that he's needed. And then, of course, you've got LaShawn McCoy, who is absolutely one of my favorite running backs to just watch, just the, the style that he runs with. Him and Le'Veon Bell both, very different styles, very unique styles, and it's, it's just, it really is just beautiful to watch them run. I want to get your thoughts on this game and your pick. I'm going to go with Buffalo. Um, I'm going to go with Buffalo. They're going to keep the heat on New England. Um, to me, New Orleans can't play in the cold. And tomorrow it's going to be 36, 31 degrees low. So they're going to be playing. And I have a scoop for you. Are you ready for this? Scoop it. Benjamin. Benjamin loves Buffalo chicken wings. Big game. Is that, for is that, is that, is that relevant? <laughs> that's he loves he loves Buffalo and he loves chicken wings. So I think he's going to have a big game. I'm going with Buffalo to beat because I'm I'm still not sold on the Saints. Sorry, there's something about their defense. I just I'm going to go with Buffalo in this game. Interesting. Uh, and that, that you know likes the chicken wings, likes Buffalo. That's. Pretty much as good of you know analyst as Mel Kuyper gives you during the draft, so I can't really fault you for that. The I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with the Saints despite all that. I part of me would like the Bills to win so that they keep the pressure on the Pats. Part of me wants the Saints to win because I you know again Bills are one game away from the Steelers' record, so uh, I think it's gonna be a very good game. It's gonna be really interesting to see two teams that are kind of changing. Their identity, you'll notice Breeze isn't throwing it for 400-plus yards every game. I have definitely noticed that because he's on my fantasy team and he's given me, you know, 14 mm-hmm. points every week. But they're relying on the defense. They're relying on the run game. It's it's something that, you know, we're kind of waiting to happen with Breeze as he gets older, and it's working. Marshawn Lattimore, their rookie cornerback, has made a huge difference. The teams that are throwing to him, quarterbacks that are throwing to him, have a lower rating than if they would just spike the football. It, it, is, it is ridiculous. He, he's he's just shutting down wide receivers, and he's just a rookie. He's playing fantastic. The Bills, you know, opposite end, of, like I said, is their offense. So I'm going to say the Saints. I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I okay. I think the Saints are a better team than the Jets, and I think the Jets handed it to the Bills. So I'm going to say Saints. All right, like you wanted to do, let's talk Pats at Broncos. Patriots going into – Mile High Stadium, where they have not been successful. They are 6-2. and two. Broncos are 3-5. and five. Broncos are going to trot out Brock Osweiler, I say, with a groan for the second straight week. I mean, uh, it's crazy that, you know, earlier in the year, we were like, this is great. We don't have to watch Osweiler. We don't have to watch Tom Savage. Now we have to watch both of them. Luckily, just not in the same game. Um, the Broncos coming off uh, – 
very bad loss to the Eagles where they, you know, allowed 50 points to be put up. It's just, you know, isn't the same defense when they're getting no rest and no offensive help. They're on a four-game losing streak right now after starting off the season early and with high, high expectations. No more Trevor Simeon in with Brock Osweiler. What do you think is going to happen in this one, Seba? Uh, half point. <clears throat> Last week, Denver actually stunk. Uh, their offense can't score no matter who's quarterback and anything. Even if Elway would be in there, they wouldn't score. Um, the defense, you know, Von, Von Miller, there has to be some pride in this team. I think they're going to show up big because it's a prime time game. They're going to keep it close. They're going to compete. In the end, I'm going to go with New England. New England really doesn't. You know, New England has the worst defense. Tom Brady's wife, Giselle, has better defense against that Harvey Weinstein or anything like that. They they just can't. <laughs> I mean, they're one of the – I told you at the beginning when we did this, you know, the first, I said I thought New England was going to lose all their games. You know, I was crazy. But New England is not as good as we think. They're not the New England team anymore. Their defense is bad. If it gets in a shootout with the Steelers, I think the Steelers beat them. Steelers at home against them. I think, like I said, I think Steelers are going to beat New England. But I think tomorrow New England's going to be – the game's going to be close because it's up there and everything like that. But I'm going to go with New England this one. Yeah, I think it could be – a little reminiscent of, of last year. Last year, the Patriots played the Broncos, and it was kind of a similar story. The Broncos had no offense going. The defense only allowed one touchdown, and they still lost. Yeah. And it was good. I think the Broncos put up something like six points or nine points. And, you know, I think it was Von Miller said after the game, you know, we have to have some help from our offense. I think it's going to be a similar story this week. Defense is going to um, ball out like they always do against the Patriots. But I – I have no faith in Osweiler, so for that, I'm going to confidently take the Patriots. Uh, all right, let's move on to the – let's do Cowboys and Falcons. That's a good one. Cowboys sitting at 5-3 and three, just outside of the NFC playoff picture. I think they're the seventh seed. Yep, seventh seed as it stands right now. Falcons at 4-4, four and four, the eighth seed. So this game could have some big playoff uh, implications. Cowboys are without Zeke Elliott, of course. It looks like they're going to start Alfred Morris, but we don't know. It's going to be some mixture of Morris, McFadden, and Smith. It's going to be interesting to see just how much that affects this offense when they can't rely on Zeke and Dak just has to sling it. Plus, they could be possibly without Tyron Smith, their left tackle. He's been banged up, showed up on the injury report this week. and the But on the other side of the ball, the, the Cowboys' defense has really been the story this year. Demarcus Lawrence and that pass rush, he, I mean, he's just playing lights out. He's playing yeah. fantastic football. The Falcons really need this game. as, as they're, If they don't win this game, I think next week is a must win. They're going to go and play Seattle. So if, if they're not going to win this, you've got to win in Seattle, which I'm not sure if they can do. So it, it'll be interesting – game. This is not the Falcons team that we remember, and without Zeke, who knows what kind of Cowboys we're going to get. What are your thoughts on this one? Uh, 
you brought up about Lawrence. Lawrence is is very good, but the unsung hero I think is uh, Pittsburgh Sean Lee and everything. He's a yep. very linebacker and everything. Here's here's to make it simple. No Elliott, no win. So I'm going to go with a, uh, the Falcons and everything. I just don't think it's the first game without him. Morris might get – who knows who's going to – we're going to probably start Morris and everything. Uh, if I was the fantasy guy because I had Elliott, maybe I would have picked Morris up. i got to go with Atlanta because I think it would be too much. Uh, Jerry Jones is just out of control there and everything. He's going to sue the Steelers and the NFL, and he doesn't want Goodell. I think – I think they're ready. They were that close to just going nuts down on that team. So I'm going to go with Atlanta. I'm without Elliott. No. I'm going to, that's who I'm going to go with. I'm going with the Falcons. I'm going to – we're picking against each other on a lot of these, which is good because we're normally in pretty close agreement. But I'm going to go Cowboys because I think they've got the better defense, and I think the offense is close. It shouldn't be, but it's close even without Zeke. I mean – Who's the quarterback? Is it Sarkeesian up there in, in Atlanta who is just, you know, whatever he has done to his offense, it is, it is not good. He's given it a horrible makeover. You're not throwing the ball in the red zone to Julio Jones. You're not throwing it deep. I I, I don't know. I, the, the fourth quarter against the Panthers on a fourth down, the play you have to make, you know, Matt Ryan throws it into double coverage against uh, Taylor Gabriel. Just target Julio Jones. Well, I don't know what you're doing. And credit to him, who's he, he didn't pull Antonio Brown or Odell, Odell Beckham or anything. Yeah. He's just kind of staying quiet throughout the whole thing. So I'm going to take the Cowboys in this one. I think the Falcons missed the playoffs this year. I, they're just not playing good football. Uh, another game we're going to get to is let's talk Bengals and Titans. Bengals sitting at three and five, travel into Tennessee to sit at five and three. Titans have won three straight. The Bengals defense just kind of can't get it. The whole Bengals team can't really get together. They're getting no production from their two first, their two draft picks, Mixon and Ross. The defense is last in the NFL in producing turnovers, so the offense isn't getting any short fields, any kind of help. The Titans, on the other hand, you know, just kind of starting to get it back together, maybe just kind of turning it in, into form. They fought through some injuries, <clears throat> some hamstring injuries. Murray was banged up. Mariota was banged up. But they got through them, mostly unscathed. They got a couple wins without Mariota. And now it looks like he's getting healthy. And now it looks like this team is kind of getting, you know, about to hit their stride. You get Corey Davis back. You get, you know, your healthy running backs. So uh, I'm taking the Titans confidently in this one. And it, I'm definitely going to have my eye on this game also as the Steelers will play them on Thursday. What are your thoughts on this one? I would like the Bengals to beat up the Titans, but I don't see it. Uh, I'm going to go with the Titans. Uh, I like Mariota. Like I said, I thought he was going to be our best quarterback other than Brady that we're going to see. Uh, Murray's banged up a little bit, but that's uh, Henry. will get more touches. I like him. Um uh, you know, Decker's been invisible. I don't know if he's still hurt and everything. And even um, the tight end Walker hasn't been um, as good as I thought. Their uh, their offense is not as good as I thought they were going to be, but the Bengals are in disarray. I mean, I don't know how Marvin Lewis keeps his job. 
I don't know what's going on there. Um, I just have to go with the Titans, but I hope they keep it close. I hope they hurt some Titans, maybe put the quarterback. I don't know. I, I don't like to say, you know, I hope you hurt a player and everything. I, I hope it's a physical game and they can't come out of it banged up and everything, but I, I don't see the Bengals. I, I got to go with the Titans. It's just Cincinnati is just – I don't know what their problem is. Mixon, all of a sudden I said, he looks like he's going to be a nice back. He played us okay. Then he went backwards and everything like that. Ross – I have to go with the Titans, but I hope they keep it close. Uh, I hope it's, like I said, I hope it's a tough game and everything. So, you know, you only have four days with us. We'll be rested. We're going to be, you know, the Steelers are going to win their game, you know, flying away, and I hope it's tight with this game. But I see the Titans winning. I'm with you 100%. Two more games to get to. We're going to talk Vikings, Redskins, and then we're going to talk Chargers, Jags, before we close out the show, uh, let's start with Vikings Redskins. Vikings sitting at six and two, going into DC, taking on the Redskins, who are at four and four. The Vikings have won four in a row. They're another hot team right now, despite you know all the everything that's going on at quarterback with them. Sam Bradford, they moved to IR. Uh, Case Keenum, they're starting with. They activated Teddy Bridgewater. He's going to be active. He's going to be the backup. There could be a change somewhere down the road, but if you know if you're winning with Keenum, if it's not broke, don't fix it. The Skins, you know, coming off a huge win against the Seahawks, I was a I did not think they were going to win that game, but they pulled it out. Cousins is playing some of his best ball; he's spreading it around. But the problem that they're having is that their O line is banged up. He had six sacks. Uh, Cousins did. He had took six sacks against the Seahawks. And now you're going to go up against Everson Griffin yeah. and Daniel Hunter. It's it's just going to be tricky. I would like the Skins to win this one, but i I got to take the Vikings in this. If if it was a healthy Redskins team, I think it would be different. But it's not, so i got to take the Vikings. What about you? Yeah, just because it's my mom monitors called the Vikings. So I'm going to go with the Vikings. Um, but I don't know what a short leash uh, – uh, the quarterback will be on with Bridgewater looking over his shoulder and everything. If he doesn't do good, are they going to go with Bridgewater? Is Bridgewater really ready to come in and everything like this? Vikings have a good defense. I'm going to go with the Vikings on this because I don't know that case. Can't, uh, it's, you know, if he doesn't have a good game, you're going to put in your relief pitcher in Bridgewater. But I, I don't know if he's 100% yet. That was a gruesome, you know, I'm I'm still going to go with the Vikings. Like you said, um, Redskins, their offensive line stinged up a little bit and everything. So I'm going to go with the Vikings. Yeah, I agree with you. I I think that is a big question. How healthy is he? If he's 100%, are they going to just give him his job back? Or is it going to be a real competition? The Vikings defense is good. But if you're a Redskins fan, there is a little bit of hope. I mean, you look at the Vikings defense, and yes, they were playing very, very well. But the quarterbacks that they've played the last four, you look at, you played Trubisky, you played Kaiser, you played Flacco, and you played Brett Hundley. So going from that to Kirk Cousins is a big time jump. None of those guys are really slinging it all over, making plays. 
the only one in there who I think could do it at all is Trubisky, and that's really not what he does. He, it's, their Bears are really just a run-first team. So going from that group of four to Cousins, this Vikings defense needs to be on their game. That being said, still taking the Vikings. Last game before we close it out, today, but we're going to talk Chargers and Jags. The Los Angeles Chargers sitting at three and five, going into Jacksonville, taking on the five and three Jaguars. A must win for the Chargers, in my opinion. It's crazy that this, you know this Chargers team. They could be five and five if it was for, or sorry, five and three if it was for two field goals, but they're not, and that's just kind of the way it rolls. This game to me is really all about the Jaguars' defense, which is really the whole the whole team. They are just off the charts good right now, without a doubt, the best defense in the league. And to me, it starts with Jalen Ramsey, who we discussed earlier, just shut down A.J. Green. One catch for six yards. This is just a second-year guy. He's, he's just you know all over the place. And the Jags, the one thing that they need to do is they need to start stacking wins if they want to be taken seriously and if they want to secure up a playoff spot. And they can do that because after the Chargers, the Jacksonville Jaguars get to play the Browns, the Cardinals, the Colts. And, you know, those are all, you know, that's in a row. So you'd think that if you win this, you could set yourself up for a nice little win streak after they've kind of been flip-flop and you wouldn't want to lose one, win one, lose one. So to me, it's a really close game. And, I'm going to take the Jaguars on this one. I'm rooting for the Chargers, but I'm I'm going to pick the Jaguars. What about you, buddy? Yeah, I'm going with the Jaguars, too. Um, they're at home. They're going to have a run, like you said. I think they're going to go 4-0. Uh, they have the best defense out there, the, the cover guys. I mean, the way they did the Steelers, you know, Bennett threw all those interceptions. It, they're the best defense, and you said – that they're they're just like the Steelers and everything because they're going to run the ball with Fournette and everything and he's he's their bell and everything. They're the they're going to win on defense. I think down the road they're going to get into a uh, if they play the Steelers or New England. I don't think they can keep up with them offensively. They're going to try to run the ball, but when you're in you know the winter playing in the playoffs in the postseason and everything. You're up if you have to come up to Pittsburgh. You're going to have to be able to run the ball, and that's all they can do. And I can't. I would say the Steelers stop them running the ball. They're not going to do the same thing like they did before. So I'm, I'm going to go with uh, the Jags and everything. Uh, they're at home. I think their defense is that good. I think their defense will stop the Chargers. Um, I'm with you. The one place where they seem to be vulnerable, the Jaguars are, it's that middle of the field. It's that, you know, area that Hunter Henry should feast on. So if the Chargers win, I think it has a lot to do with Hunter Henry. But uh, that'll do it for our game picks. Also, we tend to just kind of preview the, the top games of the week. If we have extra time, we go into them a little bit more. But we have a little bit of time, so you want to we discussed it a little bit earlier. You want to talk just for a couple minutes about, you know, we were talking midseason predictions about MVP, uh, rookie of the year, and so on. You want to give your thoughts on those? Yeah. Um, offensive. Uh, let's. Oh, 
MVP, I got Carson Wentz right now. Uh, the offensive player of the year, I'm sorry, it's got to be A.B. He, he's just above everyone. It's not even close. Defensive player of the year, I got Aaron Donald. You know, I love the pit kid. Um, I think he's, you know, the rookie of the year. The offense got to be Hunt from Kansas City. And the defensive player of the year, it's going to be one of the two cornerbacks, either Ramsey or Lattimore. In my Ramsey's a second-year cornerback. Lattimore. Sorry, Ramsey's second-year guy. Yeah, it's Lattimore. Yeah. Sorry, I can't read my hand. Yeah, I, I agree with you on pretty much every pick. MVP, I think it's Wentz. I mean, yes, he's play, he struggled a little bit early on. Not struggled, but he wasn't in you know that form he is now. But it's what you've done lately that matters. And he is, man, he's just making some incredible, incredible throws. So I've got Wentz. I think uh, offensive play of the year. I'm with you on AB, although I, I, if Bell stays healthy, I would put him in there as a toss-up also. Defensive player of the year, I'm in disagree. I think it's Calais Campbell, no doubt. I mean, that guy is just playing out of out of his mind. I mean, first year in Jacksonville from the Cardinals, he's got double-digit sacks already, and we're at the ha- halfway point of the season. He, he's playing incredible. Uh, rookie do, of the year. We got enough time to do the Steelers up? MVPs or – no, I don't know how much. Time uh, yeah, but we got we got we got some time. You want to go ahead and give your your Steelers uh, MVP and Rookie of the Year prediction, and then we'll close it out. Yeah, MVP. Um, we're doing defensive. It's got to be Hayden. I think Hayden has completely changed this team. He's taken half the field away. Uh, Cockrell is out. With the Giants, he's like their third cornerback. He's made such a difference. Uh, Burns doesn't have to be the main man now. Uh, I got to go with Hayden. But you know who my sleeper of this is? The long snapper, this Kennedy kid. He he hasn't done what? anything wrong. Never heard. I'm telling you, you've never heard of him. He's never made a bad snap. He's never done anything wrong, and he's just he's so steady. That's my sleeper. I know it's between A, B, or Bell. Um, on the defensive side, uh, a possibility maybe Shazier or Haywood and everything. But I'm telling you, the sleeper to me, I don't know. How, okay, the rookie of the year, it's going to be either between Juju or Watt. But the the kid that you don't think about, he just goes and he does his job. Is the kid? He's the long snapper, comes in, you draft a a uh, long snapper in a sixth round, and then this kid comes in, beats him out because the other guy, and he just has not made a mistake. You never hear his name and everything. He is just steady, goes out there. That's my sleeper. No one knows about him, and that's good. I I just think the kid's fantastic and everything. If I could buy a t- uh, T-shirt or a jersey for him, that's who I'd go with more than James Conner. But yeah. he's... I'm telling you, I, if, no one's thinking if it was, If he was a rookie, if he was a rookie, and we're talking rookie of the year, I would agree with you. But there's no chance a long snapper is – talk about putting a steak dinner down on it. I will put five steak dinners down that he is not the uh, offensive player of the year for this what year. What was the I one mean, year? Did we have Lawrence. a long snapper was our rookie of the year? No. 
Well, rookie of the year, I don't, I don't think so. We had Greg Ward for ten plus years, and he never once made offensive play of the year for the Steelers. So, candidate this, is not doing it either. Is, um, he is so he's steady. He's good. I know. I'm, I know a lot of uh, behind the steel curtain um, members and bloggers and everything were. We had a I lot of fun MVP. after they drafted my, Colin Holba. My sleeper of the year. What? It's just. The unsung hero. Let's give him the unsung hero award and everything. He he's just he's doing a fantastic job. Let's let's give him a participation trophy while we're at it too. If we're just, <laughs> if we're just gonna make him up. But all right, so I, I will have a great view of him on Thursday with that sky cam, so everyone can just watch his his perfect <laughs> form and ca- and yeah. cast your votes for the forget Steelers player of the year for NFL MVP long snapper Cameron candidate. With that, I think that's going to wrap up our week 10 of the Black and Gold NFL preview. Uh, it's been Matt and Sabo signing off. No Freddie, of course. Hope to get him back next week. We'll talk to you after hopefully two Steelers wins between now and then and a little clearer playoff picture. That's it for me. Anything else you got, Sabo? Long snapper. Deep snapper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Okay. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.